and you you essentially express yourselves in a manner which is which could not be completely non biased so we still as humans have a lot of biases still it's inherent in ourselves and that's where something like the innovations in the last 3 years happened in the nft space which is a new crypto primitive the most expressive primitive out in the world itself now what it says is that now you don't have to be ayush from india or you don't have to be jason from boston per se you could be a bode that's it and now you can be a bode and you can just have a chat be completely pseudonymous you represent a community and you can have a chat in the manner which you want to have so a new way to express yourselves using the primitives which you have and where even your voice could be changed you can make your pitch shifters as a voice and do a lot of things which you couldn't have done but the technological answer to that is that zoom is a very top down approach system where it's a network product that means the more people use zoom the more zoom grows and it has grown so much post covid that it has become a 47 billion dollar monolith and empire itself this week we have the pleasure of having Ayush and Susmith who are both co-founders of the new web3 native Zoom alternative Huddle One. I hope you enjoy the show and thanks for tuning in. Today at Ember, its hosts and their guests are not financial advisors unless otherwise disclaimed. The content on Today at Ember is for educational and entertainment purposes only and merely cite their own personal opinions. Know that all investments involve some form of risk. Please work with an investment professional. And now, on to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Today at Ember episode 26. I am your host, uh Jason Dominic. I'm the CEO of the Amber Project, and I am with a special co-host today. You might have seen him in our communities. It's uh Mr. Dan. Uh welcome, Dan. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, excited to be here. Great. So, uh let's take this opportunity to uh maybe give our audience uh some two cents on what you do Dan at the Ember project mm-hmm. and your role. Yeah, um wow, I think uh, many people who are watching have probably seen me do a little bit of everything at this point. Started in the community as a moderator many moons ago and uh yeah, now I uh, help the team on the back end and kind of uh, creating a bridge between the community and our business and also making sure that the customers of checkout and our prod our future product suite you know are taken care of that you know they have a, sort of a, a structure around them so that our products have you know decent support we do say 24/7 support and we mean it yeah awesome so you know dan as the head of our community success and uh you know customer support i thought it was a great segue or at least a a great idea to have him on for uh today's guest which we're quite lucky to have Ayush and Susmit they built basically the decentralized version of Zoom and it's called Huddle One and uh yeah we'll bring them on so uh let's welcome them hey Jason hey Dan welcome hey guys nice to see you all yeah nice to have you on so Let me begin with this first question. 
Like, why should we consider, or why is it such a an important thing to have a decentralized version of sort of a massive empirical Zoom corporation? Great question. I think uh, the answer to this is is a pretty uh, can break into two parts: more philosophical and also more technological. So, on the philosophical angle. As we all know that in Zoom or in any other centralized solutions right now, you have to chat and you you essentially express yourselves in a manner which is which could not be completely non-biased. So we still, as humans, have a lot of biases. Still, it's inherent in ourselves, and that's where something like the innovations in the last three years happened in the NFT space, which is a new crypto primitive, the most expressive primitive out in the world itself. Now, what it says is that now you don't have to be Ayush from India or you don't have to be Jason from Boston, per se. You could be a board ape. That's it. And now you can be a board ape and you can just have a chat, be completely pseudonymous. You represent a community and you can have a chat in the manner which you want to have. So a new way to express yourselves using the primitives which you have and where even your voice could be changed, you can make your pitch shifters as a voice and do a lot of things which you couldn't have done earlier. The technological answer to that is that Zoom is a very top-down approach system where it's a network product. That means the more people use Zoom, the more Zoom grows. And it has grown so much post-COVID that it has become a $47 billion monolith and empire itself. Now, the people who have built as a creator, as a user, who have done live streams using Zoom, who have done meetings using Zoom, left and right and center, we don't get any value back out of it. We still pay $15 to $20 per month per license if we want to use a premium version of Zoom. And that's where something like Huddle comes in, which says, hey, let's take a break. Let's instead of building a top-down system, what if we build a bottom-up system? That means the people who are providing the value to the network, they get the value back in itself. And that's what we are doing with Huddle. They're building a bottom-up system and bottom-up systems are decentralized in nature and that's why decentralization. Wow. That's the perfect answer. And obviously there's a lot to unpack there. So if we take a step back and we give you the opportunity to obviously present yourself and how you sort of came up, you know, nobody ends up building a, you know, not necessarily a competitor, but an alternative to Zoom just out of sheer luck. So, um, you know, at Ember, we're all about ideation to launch. And, you know, we're curious to know, how did you guys end up thinking about doing this and and actually going from just like, you know, we're having a, a beer or something like that. And wouldn't that be great to have an alternative to Zoom and taking it to the next step and actually doing it? So maybe Sismit, you you, want to maybe uh, start with yourself, a quick introduction and... Yep, yep. So I was kind of an open source programmer during my college days and I stumbled upon Bitcoin. And uh, during that time, people used to fork Bitcoin, like Litecoin came and all of those things. So I I forked the Bitcoin and that was like a moment for me into the blockchain itself. So by that time, I have played with quite a technology from machine learning to chatbots to augmented reality. But I have seen that all of the technology was actually designed to take the value out of the user's pocket, right? 
the blockchain was the only technology that was giving value to the user and it was proving that it's a win-win situation everyone is making a profitable like they gets everything a piece of pie so that was like okay i want to work into this technology and the best part is that it's open source in nature and i was an open source programmer by then so i started working erc20 standards game erc721 standard game i wrote couple of contracts on top of that uh, then i saw that okay there were the coins emerging right so the first business that would be definitely would be an exchange of coins right and so you can see on any chain a decentralized exchange has the highest business and that's the first step that gets built on any chain that is launched uh, because of the inherent nature of the communication so that was my thesis so i built india's first decentralized exchange but india's regulation was very uncertain at that point of time so i took an exit with coin dcx coin dcx is right now so that was a uh, again coin dcx was a startup back then right now it's valued at 2 billion dollar and uh, a lot of the wallet technology uh, have been built so i worked there for a year i led the blockchain team there made a couple of wallets out there then during when i was working at coin dcx i used just pinged me a message on linkedin right and i am very i don't reply to my dms like he was so lucky that i replied to his message and uh, it was only 3 hours to 12 o'clock and he said okay do you want to do a hackathon uh tumhara so okay uh, let's do a hackathon it was a covid period and i had a lot of free time and uh, so i just wanted to explore more technology and uh, then we decided to uh, do a hackathon and then i i put a deal on the table for ius so ius future plan was to do a further studies to uh, he wants to go to he wanted to go to ms but i wanted to do a startup only so i put a deal if we won a hackathon if we won this hackathon you would do a startup with me right so that was the plan <laughs> i used just like <laughs> laying down the terms <laughs> yeah i laid down the terms so this like uh, so this you can see the co-founder how do they do at the partnership level and all of those things and uh, the hustle of ayush was so much back then that he was actually learning solidity and all of those things wagera so he was actually coding everything the protocols he was playing around so it was a hackathon eth global it was uh, the file punch hackathon and the idea was simple right main flaws i when i was designing the decentralized exchange right people were not actually using the decentralized exchange because they were not knowing about the bitcoin itself the problem lied there there was a very huge learning curve out there so i had a very hard learning that doing a technology first approach will give you a very setback right so if you can see before a decentralized exchanges emerged centralized exchanges emerged and market has voted that centralized exchanges have more volume than a decentralized exchanges uh, so those the customer experience will always front run the technological ones and all of those things so this was the learning and uh, so i just clearly mentioned uh, i use that okay whatever we are building we build with the customer first approach and then we engineer the technology behind it and the answer was lying in front of us we saw that people are propagating the idea of web3 in a very web2 way right so why can't we decentralize zoom itself and we then just uh, started researching all how to implement what are the benefits out there so as ayush has said those are the benefits also but i would further add the benefit that we have uh, discovered on the technological days and how marrying it with the crypto economic protocol we can enhance the system right there is no community owned community governed rtc infrastructure that actually doesn't exist 
and it has a very high proponent that it exists like this technology has to be in users hand not in a closed garden right and people have to derive value out of it because they are the people who are generating putting in the value out of it and it can only be done with a crypto economic protocol it cannot be done with a top down approach now if you can see uh, suppose me and ayush are here in india and if we do a zoom meeting so it goes to a server that is a black I box i know i know it's bad it's yeah. bad I, mean, I i've i've experienced this cuz you know our team is fully distributed and sometime whether it's google meet or or zoom it relays like to the closest like centralized type of server and then it and so depending on how congested that server is it it will affect the stream me being in north america most of the time it's not an issue yeah. but if you're looking at more like uh not remote but like more far away from metropoles or things like that it creates a bottleneck in in the stream and it's no good uh so yeah go ahead sorry i had to intervene yep yep uh, no, no definitely you picked up the point uh, like it, it's very few people actually find that appreciating in nature so it's basically a black box so first of all you never know what's happening with your data and i'm pretty much sure that web2 companies rely on data economy to get their business up and running because they're putting a premium model out there more than pretty sure susmit you can you you can speak freely yes. here you know you can say they are without any doubt yep yep but you know that these technologies are actually providing value to the users the communication value right now if you take that value put it on a crypto economic protocol and give it to the community right so it's like a higher value unlock and you can see now me and ayush are doing a meeting but someone here in india will be hosting a node so it's like everyone is reaping their effect so we are getting to do meeting also and the node is like earning uh, for providing that meeting computational and bandwidth power and this is something that has not been explored and we are actively working to get this in hand of a user itself so these were the thoughts and uh, so it was like a kids imagination right so uh, so the the genesis of idea was basically this that don't do a technological first approach otherwise you will always be making some defi contract with collateral or some tps with a uh, with a chain itself right because if you are, if you will ask a kid to draw a sun right he will paint the sun in green color because he doesn't has that knowledge biases right uh, so we have to remove our knowledge biases to get that innovative product on the idea basis and once we have that then you engineer the technology and we can get that a beautiful product out there uh, but mainly our major focus is that we make it community governed uh, community owned uh, that is something that we want to actively work on and so think of it like this like uh, polygon is a layer to for chains like uh, for ethereum especially like so it scales those transaction but what if like there's an rtc module like real time communication module for the chains out there right so now your smart contracts will have voice itself they can interact with other smart contract or other wallet can, all of those things so it's like giving a social value your smart contracts will have more value because social value comes from human interaction and that human interaction is most probably digital in nature nowadays and that infrastructure would be owned by the community itself so whatever those things are made the profit sharing that is being made by the protocol itself that goes into the hands of community who are for the protocol itself wow that's great i mean i can't imagine you have something to add to this Ayush, it's, it's, you know nothing to add 
Dan, do you have any questions on this, man? There's so, so much. I'm sure you, you have some questions that just popped in your head. I know I have a few, so I'll, I'll let you start. Well, first, I, I just have a comment. You know, I think, you know, you mentioned sort of like a social utility. And I think that's wonderful because something else that you guys do as well is sort of the NFT side of this, uh, of this whole uh, web conferencing. And I think, you know, by branching NFTs in there, you provide more social utility to NFTs. And you also really kind of, there's like a community building there that you don't get just from NFTs or web conferencing alone. I think that's a really, really cool idea. You know, people are looking for ways to use their NFTs in practical ways, you know, and you're, you're empowering NFT users. And I think uh, in general, it's a really cool way to also break that bias. Like you said, you know, someone might not realize someone is from a different corner of the earth, you know, and I think that's, that's pretty cool in a world that's becoming growingly international. And, you know, I think it's a perfect way of, of blending technology and it's, I'm in love with your guys' concept genuinely. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, this has been uh, done during the, we at Huddle, we follow a lot of like having the crypto primitive of NFTs itself is something which was ideated after a long time in, in September of 2021 itself. The reason was that we're doing a lot of hackathons again, like after doing the hackathon itself, Huddle, we have something in common is that we try to go to as many hackathons as possible, not as sponsors, but again, as a proper participant itself, because you get to know all the new things that are floating around. And it was a proper NFT summer, which was happening. And, and that's where we realized, as you mentioned, Dan, correctly, that social utility part of things, NFTs had a lot of use cases, but they were still getting discovered. Now, just if you marry a RTC infrastructure or a real-time communication with an NFT itself, it's like a proper bazooka. If you could have that. <laughs> match made in heaven. Yeah, it's a match made in heaven. And that's what we did. And then we added a layer of token gating on top of it. That means, you know what, if you have a board ape only, and then you get a custom subdomain called boardape.huddle01.com, that means only if you have board apes in your wallet, you can enter the calls. So now it's also an exclusivity for you to have a proper tribe mentality call itself. So going back to the early days, you can have a proper call in the way you want and you get your own front end where there are monkeys roaming around, there are apes there all around and stuff. So you, you feel like you're at home. You don't feel like in Discord, you don't get that video vibe. It's very good in the terms of audio vibe. But here, but Discord is a good home. Huddle is a good Airbnb to have, like have a proper good time and then you can go back to your home at Discord itself. Yeah, I'm I'm curious, you know, that we expand a little bit on, you know, this idea that uh, from Telegram to Discord, I mean, they already have, and maybe this is where maybe, Dan, you can provide a lot of hands-on reality, but, you know, we've been, not myself so much, but Dan has been involved in multiple communities, and it's always, you know, how can we you know, how can we better create a fun and interactive type of environment? And unless you truly leverage like the voice chat and stuff like that, I think it's really limited to the actual stream of communication and then the channels and things like that. But um, I'm interested in knowing, Dan, how, how do you see Huddle One being like, something that goes from zero to one in terms of like 
What's the the opportunity here I'm with Huddle in regards to even our own community and others' community? Hmm. I think community curation is a, is a very important part of you know uh, the blockchain business, and uh, I think what Huddle does is provide quite an interesting way, almost like a sort of a half step to like a metaverse where you're not really like in metaverse, but you're still able to interact in a way where you're able to put away certain like physical realities and, you know, you can interact with your friend, you know, one moment he's a, a bored ape, the next moment he's a savage basket or something like that. You know, there's all, it, I, I love that concept. And I think uh, in terms of community curation and, you know, creating a fun environment, people like these kinds of creative outlets to kind of, uh, you know, I, I think when people go to like a discord, they kind of want to have a good time. You know, they want to interact with their friends, you know, et cetera. I don't know if this is something you guys are, are considering, but a discord integration with Huddle 01 would be like game changing. Discord is already such a big crypto community and blockchain savvy, you know, audience. You know, uh, what Huddle is doing in itself is, is kind of like a paradigm shift interacting with you know, people, uh, you know, through, through web three technology down to the ENS, I noticed as well, we were playing with, uh, with huddle a little while ago. And as soon as I connected my wallet, it recognized my ENS, uh, which is, it's not on the screen right now, but it's pretty darn cool. You know, how you can, you know, apply that, you know, uh, you can also create verification in a certain way, you know, like, uh, thinking like telegram, uh, you were mentioning before, you'd usually don't answer you know, telegram DMs, right? But what happens if someone sent you a telegram DM, but you could like, you know, kind of verify that there was an like an ENS behind it that you could verify is the real person that you're speaking with. You know, uh, I think like what Huddle is doing, you know, uh, applying it to telegram and discord would be fascinating. You know, I could go on for, for hours uh, about that, but uh, yeah, I think, you know, Huddle 01, the video conferencing, it's, it's a game changer. Um, I'm in love with the idea. You know, a, f- a few things you just said, Dan, makes me think that, you know, Huddle One is also all, almost like uh, a physical representation of where we had envisioned, you know, decentralized, you know, parts of this decentralized idea, you know, from having your true identity and then, you know, connecting in a decentralized world, owning your own data. So, I mean, it ticks a lot of the boxes, right? And I think this is this is truly exciting. Now, maybe, you know, there's a lot of things, obviously, from Susmit and Ayush that you've just said, but I'm very much interested in sort of where you're at now and what sort of, because I heard, you know, off air, we we did a small briefing before and you were, you know, saying, you know, there's really exciting stuff coming. And I'd like to know sort of without revealing too much, or at least what you can sort of where this is going and what, what are the next steps? And I think, yeah, I'll just talk more on the overall holistic plan. Then I'll uh, push the, like, uh, pass the baton to Sushmit as well to talk more on the infra level, uh, because that's the innovation with with Sushmit uh, as the tech co-founder and also the dev team has done a lot. So in terms of where we are, how we started, the philosophy is very simple. We'll build the infrastructure, not trying to decentralize on day one itself because of not taking a technological first approach and just doing a user first approach. 
So in crypto, it's a new winner. You can, it's, it's a magic money, right? You can, you can just have money and then you can just create a token and then you can have nodes all across the earth. That's one way to go. That means that we can just, on day one, what we could have done is that just try to work on decentralized technology itself, the infrastructure, and just give nodes all across the world, have a huddle token itself, and so that people can run their own nodes itself. But we realized after doing a lot of market research, after being in the space for a long, long time now, that solving for supply of nodes first is might not be a great way to get a lot of demand and get 100 million people into the crypto world. So what we did was that we built the infrastructure in which a couple of things are still centralized, but added a lot of decentralized uh, Web3 infrastructures like Filecoin on recordings, IPFS on the hot layer, Filecoin on the cold layer, added live peer for live streaming the calls, authenticating it via MetaMask and also sign in via ETH and stuff like that. And right now what we did was that on the infrastructure itself, we built our own application on top of it. Now, as soon as we build the own application on top of it, we made it very Web3 native, very vertical itself that people we can have a good amount of users uh, to use Huddle uh, itself. And then progressively, we'll give our infrastructure in terms of SDKs so that people can also build on top of it and build more video apps on top of it. And then progressively decentralize it so that when the nodes are live, they are earning from day one itself. They don't have to wait for demand to come on it. They have demand already. So it will be like an iOS 14.1 update going to 14.2. But the 14.2 means that, hey, you know what? Now you're back in the change of it. Uh, you don't have to uh, worry about anything. It's just that now few of the people who are running the nodes will be earning some money, but your latency will become better. There will be less jitter buffer. So you're solving the cold start, which we, we, we tend to say chicken and egg. And it's like, how do you convince people to come and, and do that when there's no traffic? It's like, well, that's not interesting. And then so you're building the volume in a centralized way. And then once you hit a certain critical mass, you're like, let's flip the script and let's move into DeFi and give a certain guaranteed type of uh, of, of traffic. So uh, I like that. And also just to build another parallel, and I think you guys hit the mark very, very well. And it's not every project that understand this is that Web3 is, is absolutely mind-bending in in terms of what it can do and you know and and everything it's extremely powerful but the only way you'll get people to adopt and you know and use this technology is if it feels like web 2 and unless you don't unlock this you'll never onboard anyone because change is you know is you know, people just want familiarity. They need their, you know, cues and it needs to feel Zoomish, you know, for it to have people to come in. Because if it's too complex to onboard, people are not going to come. So I think you've hit that mark very, very well. Yep, Jason. Remember when electric cars used to be a golf type of uh, car, right? It was that Elon Musk, he made the shape of that electric car as the conventional electric car. Now people started to see, oh, okay, this is electric car. It is much more faster. It's much more better. It's much more cleaner. Same is the huddle protocol, right? The previous RTC protocol are centralized. They are like gasoline type. We are like kind of electric car. But the end user is like the same only what we are providing. Apart from the progressive decentralized approach, like there are two ways. So 
uh, like people, you know that, okay, you can dump coins on the community, but what about people make technology and dump that technology infrastructure on the community itself? And they're like expecting, okay, community will like start the adoption, all of it. So the the way to solve is that key. You make you get make something valuable in nature. Now, when you make something in valuable, now progressively decent life. Give that value to the community, right? It's not about giving infrastructure to the community. It's always about giving value to the community and how you can take that approach. And another uh, argument is of the progressive decentralization is that whenever you're decentralizing this system, it is very uh, susceptible to the initial condition, right? So when you decentralize from day zero. So you are like basically giving away the control and you never know where that might end up. And you basically, instead of going to a decentralized path, it might go to the down press. So the initial condition is just like an incubation of a seed of a tree. Like to grow it a tree, you have to provide that uh, initial incubation. So that's why it, it, it's a spectrum. So you have a centralized and you progressively decentralized. Now users have the value out of those things. So with Huddle's protocol, what we are envisioning is that People, whenever they're hosting nodes, they would be earning from day one, uh, from both from the transaction fees or from the block reward itself. We just don't want to dump the technology on that. Okay, oh, it will work. The application will come. There's already an up and running application that is huddle01.com with its own internal network effect. And that network effect has came intrinsically. Like people are liking that huddle problem. And how's that coming is from the crypto primitives that enables it to do, like your NFT as avatars token gating and all of those things so this is the thing that we are actually seeing and we are actually solving that uh, smoothly solving that chicken and egg out gold start problem that you're actually identified very well yeah that's good so i mean is there a way like what are the biggest sort of road bumps that you have in front of you right now and how do you see you know potentially people from our community or audience you know helping out like what's going to make huddle one a success per your standard like how does that sound like for you um you know the next milestones that you want to hit for it to be a success and how you know if you had a call to action or an ask what would that sound like you know in terms of asking the broader community so i think uh, we have been building heads down we are a team of 20 people now actually in which 10 people are core team members and 10 people are interns, but they are also the core team members. They are the backbones of how Huddle has been built. And we didn't really believe in doing a marketing a lot because marketing without a product doesn't make a lot of sense. You get a lot of, like you can get yeah. a bump on your token price, but we didn't have a token as well because we also had a different approach to it. So now in the last three months, the product is completely live. That means your browser is live. That means you can do a proper call like Google Meet. Exactly the same experience, just in a much more uh, open way. Uh, you have an iOS app and now you have an Android app as well, where you can do it. It's a proper self-serving product where you can have a proper, if, let's suppose you want to do a token gated call, just go on to... Uh, it's scalable. It's ready to rock. rock. And uh, we have done 10,000 meetings in total right now. What we aspire in the next six months is that we do 10,000 meetings on a daily basis. Wow. And that's where we need a lot of word of mouth, uh, where people people trust it, with that, hey, this is good. We'll completely move out of the ecosystem of google meet and zoom because this is where the web3 community belongs and that's that's something which would ask for all the people who really believe in using brave over chrome or believe in using DuckDuckGo over uh or essentially google or using their nfts in the web3 space and believing in that regenerative crypto economics the regenerative world in itself so yeah that's would be the ask from the community yeah cool 
So if I were to end into sort of, because that's all great and fun and everything, but like what's in it for your team in the sense that, yeah, you're building something amazing for the community, but from where I stand, unless I didn't see where I pay for this, how does it work? Like, how does it become sustainable for you in the mid and long term? And I heard you say you have thoughts of potentially launching a token or you've launched a token. And yeah, so I'd love to hear you sort of, are you, you know, expecting or planning some form of type of service fee or subscription model? How does that work? Yep. So in terms of the short-term thing on the platform itself, what we are seeing is that you can probably engineer experience. That means that you can use your you can use the platform right now for free. That's all good. But let's suppose you want to have your own custom uh, proper, have your own front end where there are board apes roaming around. You'll have an AR filter that means your fear is going to get started by your NFT itself, an MR filter as well, and stuff like that. And also, if you want to mint your yeah, extra features, extra features. Like Discord versus Discord Nitro. So that kind of environment where we like a Discord Nitro itself. Hmm. We'll add some uh, some spice to it by while making these things in terms of like a, a license as an NFT itself. So that becomes much more uh, interesting for people to play around and use. So now your custom some domains will become a license as an NFT itself. So doing a couple of things there, a lot of good uh, plans there. I, I actually released a bit of uh, alpha, but it's cool. Uh, so this is how we are planning on the, on the short term. In the long term, it's more on the lines of SDKs itself. That means people who want to use our, our infrastructure itself. They want to rent out the infrastructure. They can use our SDKs. They can use our APIs. And that's where we'll be charging based on per user per minute basis. That means the more users on a per user per minute, that's where the pricing will come into. And those pricings will also be approximately 50% lesser than the current competition in the market because we are using a lot of Web3 native stacks in the SDKs itself. So these are the two business models. And token in future will be essentially having all these accruals also happening Yep, Ayush has done wonderful job. Like, but I will summarize it. Right, so the monetization comes from the two way. First is customizing your Web three meeting experience, and second is the renting out the media infrastructure, RTC infrastructure that we have right now. But in future, uh, it will all the value accrual will all happen with the help of crypto economics. So, the, uh, with the help, of, uh, so there would be a formation of marketplace, right? And in marketplace, there would be a transactions happening. So, if number of transactions have, if there are more number of transactions. The protocol gains more value. There's more value accrual. Now, how these transactions happen? This transaction happen basically through through a token that is like purchasing a unit commodity service, right? And the unit commodity service in our case is like RTC. And we're also seeing other services that are coming up. Other is storage, third is live streaming, right? So we can build it like a fat protocol itself. So that is where all the value accrual will happening. And we have designed it in a very such way that the protocol initial phases, it will be focused on growth. And in future, it will become sustainable, sustainable in nature. So there will be a smart feed-forward loop that will make it sustainable in nature. So think of it like a rocket, right? A rocket has a, it goes to the space by burning some fuel, but once it's in orbit, it becomes sustainable in nature. So now it is doing its job also, providing that services, and it's like using solar, like very less fuel to do that, all of those things. Yeah, it's benefiting from the initial push. 
Exactly. So that's like uh, the crypto, crypto economics, right? Uh, so that will be like growth and sustainability that we have actually, we are designing it for. Currently, it's in R&D phase, uh, but yep, we would hope to uh, make it out more in blogs and podcasts and in upcoming things so, so that we educate community how we are able to do it. Plus, we would also love to have views or feedback of the community itself, like how can we take this forward itself. Awesome. Man, this is this is really, really exciting stuff. And I feel, you know, there's so much great synergies between, you know, Ember and Huddle One, you know, the 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 way you see the space, the way you 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 know you go about introducing your product. And I feel, you know, your service will be of great value to our community because, you know, as we've discussed prior to coming on air, uh, we're you know, we're going to be a gateway where there's going to be hundreds, if not thousands of projects that will launch uh, using Ember technology. And ultimately, we're not in the business of building what you built. So that means we're complementary. And hopefully, you know, as well, the projects that are using Huddle One, if they ever, you know, require the tools needed to go from ideation to launch, then, you know, we'll be here. I don't know if you have any final words or anything like that, but I'd like to really take the time to thank you for coming on. You know, I think you guys will have tremendous amount of success, you know, Susmit, uh, you know, extremely smart and, you know, regarding technology and everything like that. And Ayush, you know, you, you have, you know, the Indian blunt for sure uh, in you uh, regarding, you know, business minded and everything. And I, I am definitely not worried uh, about your future uh, product looks amazing dan do you have anything you want to add before we uh, wrap this up i'll be one of the first people to pay for that customizable uh, uh huddle lobby because i think that's actually awesome thanks a lot dan and uh, thanks a lot uh, jason i just uh, one thing which i always tell whenever as compliment whenever you get any ho- uh, anyone to host us and have a good call it's rare that, uh, like, for example, Sushmit also explains so much into the protocol itself. It happens when he also sees that uh, the questions are also coming at such a deep-rooted level, which you also asked to us regarding that as well. And the way you understood even the RTC point of view or how things are moving uh, in the current infrastructure, centralized way. So I really believe that the way you also, the way uh, at Ember, you are also thinking philosophically regarding how to solve a cold start problem uh, and solve a PMF, though you have a token, but solving a PMF still, you can just bootstrap the network effect for the start, but what? how can you sustain it in the future? And that's where I believe that we need more projects to have a uh, discussion with you, with your team, uh, and and we need more of these things in order to have a proper scalable Web3 and to reach that global chasm of 100 million people in the crypto world by the end of, let's say, 2026. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it sort of began in a way that is very siloed, you know, the crypto space and Web3 and things like that. But I think that right now, what we're sort of trying to do, at least lead by example, is to create this sort of collective intelligence that can be leveraged by anyone, not necessarily in a technological standpoint, but more as, you know, how can we uh, share experience and you know, it's a space that is really complex and is not accessible. But at the end of the day, this is something that we tend to try to say is, 
You know, most people, they don't really care about how centralized or decentralized finance work. You know, they, they just want it to work. Bottom line, that's what matters. So with you, whether it's in a decentralized or, you know, a centralized way, I mean, your end users, what they're looking for is something that's easy to use, that's fun, that represents their current reality and, you know, the type of values and ethos that they believe in. And I think that the current system or the current sort of the thing that we live in right now can't deliver that. So the the solution that you're providing just as much as we do in terms of helping people go from ideation to launch in a decentralized sort of leveraging decentralized finance technology, what we're enabling them just like back in the day with Kickstarter, they enabled removing, you know, all the middlemans and they created proximity between the project leader and the early adopters. And we're trying to do that, but more in a, how can I own a stake and how can I be engaged in a way that hasn't been possible before? So yeah, you know, the more we are, uh, the better this space is going to grow. And uh, I'm excited about your future. Uh, and I'm sure we'll cross paths many, many times going forward. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you, Ayush. Yeah. Thank you, Summit. Thank you, guys. Thanks again, guys. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Today at Ember. If you like the show, please rate and review. You can find us on all of the major podcasting platforms. You can also tune in to our live stream on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Thanks again for listening and see you on the next episode.